on the hunt for healthy eating? Never mind the latest fad diet or what your favorite celebrity isn't eating today. Sunbasket helps you get healthy, delicious meals on the table every day. Sunbasket makes it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Just go to the Sunbasket app, pick from 18 weekly recipes, easily cook dishes. I just had these, uh, like, seitan vegan lettuce cups that I greatly enjoyed. They got paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more. I really love Sunbasket. I tell you, when the box shows up, you pull it out. They have everything organized already, separated. You don't have to even sort out the produce yourself. They have it all organized for you. Recipe usually says 30 minutes. You're there for 55. This one said 30 minutes. I was there for 25. It was a great experience. Even I could figure it out. And I am bad in the kitchen. You're going to love your Sunbasket. Go to sunbasket.com slash beautiful today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash beautiful for 35 bucks off. sunbasket.com slash beautiful. If you've never listened to Never Not Funny or just haven't checked it out in a while, now's the time. It's comedian Jimmy Pardo's podcast where he jokes around with his sometimes famous always funny friends. If you're new to the show, why not check out the highlights from Pardcast-a-thon 2018 featuring Conan O'Brien, Tig Notaro, Rory O'Malley, and Paul F. Tompkins. Check out Never Not Funny wherever you get your podcasts. Hello to all my Chicken McNugget fans. It's beautiful, Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hello, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. I'm recording this introduction from a living room in my Airbnb in London, England. I'm sitting in a flat. It's not an apartment. It's a flat. Uh, last night, Jared and I, we did our uh, live taping at the London Podcast Festival. Hundreds of you guys came out. So nice to see you all there. Hope you had a good time. Thanks for coming. Some of you guys waited for me after the show, and I, I feel so bad. I had to run to another show. They had me doing stand-up right afterwards. So I was in the lobby. I'm just like, thank you all for coming, and I'm so sorry. I have to go. Goodbye. I felt very rude and even more rude because I'm in England where people are not rude. People are nice. These shows have been wonderful. I apologize to everybody who I ran away from. Thank you guys so much for coming. What a a lovely, wonderful time I had in London. And I'm going out on the road again. Some more dates. I got in October, starting October 16th, I'm doing Brooklyn, Boston, Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a live, beautiful, anonymous taping. The rest are stand-up. But LA, I'm finally doing LA. I haven't done a show there in years. October 24th, live, beautiful, anonymous taping. Also doing San Francisco and Portland, Oregon after that. Those are all in October. ChrisGeth.com. You can buy my book there. You can also pre-order the book. It would be much appreciated if you did. My uh, publishing company is telling me we're not getting the sales we need, so I'm continuing to plug it. A lot of people asking if I'm doing the audio on the audiobook. Yes, I am. And I'm also... Uh, including a bunch of bonus content where I interview people mentioned in the book. This week's episode, it's interesting. It's from a caller we've heard from before, which also, I want to tell you guys, later this year, probably late October, sometime in November, we're going to be releasing a whole bunch of episodes on Stitcher Premium where we're doing follow-ups with past callers. We're taking some of the most popular 
some of the most memorable, some of the most controversial callers we've ever had. And it's going to be, uh, we're doing a whole series of beautiful follow-ups. It's going to be on Stitcher Premium. That's also where our whole back catalog is and a whole bunch of our live touring shows. So a lot of reasons for Beautiful and Honest fans to want to check it out. You're going to want to sign up because uh, you're going to hear from some old friends. We're hearing from an old friend today, but we're not releasing this one as a follow-up because uh, I didn't think it really tied in so much. This is a person who's changed a lot. I think it was probably about a year ago or so. Uh, we talked with a marching band teacher who I think a lot of the fans will remember because she had chugged a ton of caffeine before calling and just barraged us with information about her teaching career and marching band and, and all this stuff. She called back and said she wanted to talk about something very different. We didn't really talk about teaching at all. We talked about how she has experienced a sexual awakening and has really learned how to embrace her own sexuality, explore her own sexuality with no shame. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this one gets into it. If you're at work, you're going to want to throw those headphones on. If you're around your kids right now, you might want to push pause and wait until you put them to bed because this one gets pretty graphic. It's not safe for work. I, uh, I don't think it's obscene. I don't think it's over the line, but it's certainly frank. The caller has given a big thumbs up to the idea of sexual freedom. And as you will hear, uh, some nitty gritty specifics about that do come out. So I enjoyed this call greatly. It was good to hear from our old friend. We hear from more old friends in the uh, beautiful follow-up series coming out later this year. Enjoy this call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, yep. Hello? Hi. Holy shit. You have a little What's up? You have a little transaction over there? Yeah, I'm getting lunch. Oh my yeah. So I'm getting I'm getting lunch right now and I'm so sorry that you have to listen to this. So oh, how's okay. your day going? How's my day going? That's an interesting question. I'm gonna go ahead and say overall pretty good. Okay. I'm gonna say overall pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, how about yours? Did you do your Brazilian <laughs> no, I'm going to try to take a class later tonight. I uh, I actually got out of town for okay. a few days. Me and me and the wife got out of town, needed to clear our heads a bit, and we drove back today. We did it in the middle of a week. Wonderful. I've been going out and doing so much stand-up on the weekends that we said, you know, we need to... Yeah. I'm working all the weekends. We need to have a weekend in the middle of the week, and we're lucky to be able to do that. So we did it, and we drove back today. Yeah. Long drive to get here in time. Where did you guys go? Uh, we went upstate, the Hudson Valley. Okay, cool. It's a very beautiful area of I New York. I don't know where that is. <laughs> it's about, you get up north of New York. I think I think people say, like, even Westchester is considered the Hudson Valley. It's like, um, uh, just north okay. of New York becomes the Hudson Valley. We were in the Catskills. You ever hear the Catskills? Oh, yeah. 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 That's where we were. Up near um, Woodstock. Um, I'm, like, about to get my food, so I, like, don't want to get interrupted with what I'm going to say. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm having lunch. I'm so sorry, everyone. This is, like, so boring. No, it's okay. What, do you get? what did you get? What did you get for lunch? Um, I'm getting, um, I got chicken nuggets because I'm a child. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, actually, I have a caller. Oh. You like chicken nuggets from McDonald's? Uh-huh. Wow. I know. I haven't had one of those in like 25 years. 
Well, I mean, not me for like a year. And so I was like, and I have some time and I, I've just moved to this town where I like don't know anything. So I'm like driving along the main drag here. I'm trying to figure out like where can I get something fast because I live on hold here and I didn't want to like go into somewhere where it's going to take me a while. I get so it. I was like, that will be really fast and the line is short. So I'm just kidding around. Yeah. I don't really care that you're eating chicken nuggets. Eat away. They're delicious. So you were I don't saying. Care if you are. <laughs> okay. So I am a return caller and um, I didn't tell Harry that, but I am. But it's the first day of school and I'm a teacher. Hold and on. I'm a in second. a new school this year. First of all, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Old Harry Nelson on the other side of the glass threw his hands up when you said return caller. I think he feels. I think he feels duped. I think he feels a little duped, a little betrayed. I think he feels like. I'm sorry, Harry. I think he feels like his his integrity at his job has now been called into question. No, no, I definitely lied. I mean, I didn't lie, but I definitely withheld that information because before I've called and I'm like, "Hi, I'm a return caller," and they're like, "Which one?" and I told them, they're like, "Oh, okay." And then they didn't put me on. I was like, okay, fine. Fair. Wait, which call? Which one was it? Um, Marching band, the teacher. Oh, yes. You're the person who talks. You talk very fast. Right. Hopefully it's calmed down. Um, I was very excited. Um, But, like, I just said, like, again, God damn it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That episode came out literally right after the Facebook group did. And I had so much anxiety about it because everyone was like, there, there was not a ton of moderation as far as, as how, how people should interact because it was so new and yeah. not that the moderators are doing a bad job, but it was so new. And so people were just saying, <laughs> and I remember <laughs> there was like a post of some woman calling me a moron. Just, oh, that's not nice. So well, I was following every single post. That sucks. And so I was, We've really it cleaned was up. Not the, great for my self-esteem. <laughs> I'm so sorry, and I'll tell you that the moderators in that group now, we all had to figure out how to wrangle it. It's up yeah. to it's almost thirty thousand people in there, and oh, uh, totally. and none of us expected yeah. that. And they're doing a great job now. They're doing a great job now. And, they and, are. Yeah. yeah, they are. But that first week, man, it was rush. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if you said something bad about me, um, probably not super nice, but it's okay. Um, I read every single post because I just wanted to see what people said about me. I was super insecure at that time, and I wanted people to like me. But and I think it's been two years, I want to say. Maybe. Wow. Well, it's like good to time. talk to you again. So, yeah, I, was te- I know it was two years because I was teaching in a different place. I had had... I was I was in a part of the United States that I've never been before. I was in the southwest part of the United States. And then I moved to the Midwest and I took a job. And then now I have a new one. I was only at that one place for a year mm-hmm. before I moved here because it's a bigger city and it's actually where I wanted to be originally. So I left a job after a year, which normally doesn't happen for teachers. But, yeah. you know, this job came open and it was kind of an anomaly for me because I had applied for it before. So I was thinking, I'm just going to go for it. So I went for it, and they gave it to me. So I'm happy to be here. Happy to be back in the Midwest where I'm from. Nice. Um, Still teaching band? Still teaching music? Yep. I sure am. I just watched. There's a Netflix series about uh, the Bethune-Cookman College marching band. I just watched the whole thing. Is that? That's the documentary you said? It's like a reality series. I think it's called Marching Orders. I forget. The Bethune-Cookman 
We're going to look it up. It was okay. good. It was entertaining. They go big. They go big. Um, yeah. So I think last time we talked a lot about Marky Banning. You talked about your experience. And well, we can touch on that again, but I feel like we rehashed it. <laughs> but I have so many other things going on, like with my personal life after moving here. And I don't know what Harry told you about my implore, like my, well, like when I said, Hey, please put me on like what I said to him to implore you to put me on. I don't, I don't know anything. No, I just get blindsided by stuff. What do you got? Also, I appreciate how you're running the show. You're running the show. You said we could talk about the things you, we could touch on the things you want to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and lead the charge. I like it. I, I tend to do that in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay, I hope so, that's okay. So what do we got? What's this um, thing you told Harry? Um, like said, hey, I'm a new teacher at the school. It's the first day of school, blah, blah, blah. And just how, you know, I've recently started going back to back to therapy and what that means for me, like as a 31-year-old woman who's single and I've like started dating people again and I've started online dating and there's been a lot of experiences that I've had. And oh, I and I talked to my therapist about this, and she's this like empowered feminist woman, and I love her, and that's why I called her. And so I tell her about some of these experiences and what it means for me and my past relationships. And I call this year like my year of exploration because I'm just like experiencing all these new things, and I've never gone through this phase before, where you just like I'm I'm not being slutty because I don't believe in slut shaming, but like I'm definitely just like super sexually liberated and it feels awesome and it feels like I'm taking back that word but and taking back you know all that like women we can you know do what we want and feel okay with it and and not feel like we're being judged by men but it still happens and um it sucks sometimes but I feel comfortable with what I'm doing and I feel like there's definitely men who are shitty and treat people like garbage and I feel like it's part of my job, like as a woman, and I happen to also be an educator to educate these men on some of this things that they say to us and ways that they treat us and ways that they expect things out of us that maybe we're not comfortable giving. And so it's frustrating sometimes and it feels kind of lonely to to say those things to people, especially when they're just like, whatever, you're a bitch. Um, but it feels good then to educate people and maybe you're making a small difference in the world of, of men who are being shitty and not all men are shitty. I know, but some of them are, um, but it's like a journey that I, and I'm trying to go through. So you're going through a sexploration so, journey and then trying to expand, yeah. expand the things you're, so you're, you're having a sexploration phase. You're taking the things you learn yeah. and you're formulating how to, uh, pass on the knowledge and philosophy yeah. of, of this phase of your life. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And form my own and form, like figure out what I like and figure out what makes and where my boundaries are. And there's been definitely situations where I've pushed my boundaries. Um, and that was kind of interesting, but, um, yeah, it's been fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be crass, like, but I do have to ask. You I mean, you're floating it out there. Of course. You say you've pushed some I boundaries am. and it's been fun. What are we talking here? Okay. So some of it has been fun, some of it has not been fun. I can tell you a not fun story like right off the bat, you know, another way. 
Um, so I was like chatting with this guy and I, I don't really have time to meet people in public and I am kind of introverted anyway. So I just like meet people online. But, um, this guy was talking to me and he was like, um, yeah, I'm really like, wait, hold on. It, it sounded like you just went like underwater. Are you there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe my finger was covering the speaker. Hole. <laughs> yes, your <laughs> your finger okay. was covering the speaker hole. Indeed, <laughs> I do like that. I, I was like, "Tell me your risque <laughs> sexual stories," and then you're like, "My finger covered the <laughs> hole." <laughs> yeah. Okay, that definitely has happened. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, oh God. Just die. So this guy was like, I'm looking for to be in a relationship with somebody and to make sure that they can do what I prefer sexually, which is like, you want to be sexually compatible with somebody. Um, and so he's like, I really like to take charge. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, as you may have already figured out, like I take charge a lot in my own life, mm -hmm. but I've been in sexual situations where the man wants to take charge and, and wants to be like, and you're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm not going to be very graphic right now just because I don't feel comfortable just yet. But he wanted to be, like, dominant, basically, and, may, and have me be um, submissive, and I'm not a submissive person. And, like, it was very much like like what you would read in the trashy Fifty Shades of Grey book. Like, that's exactly what he was describing. And I was like, oh, I don't know that I feel comfortable with it. And a lot of the things he's saying of like all this fantasies were, what if you came home from work and I was naked on the couch and then you flew me and I just watched it happen. And then I came in your mouth and I'm like, um, I don't like, what's in it for me also? Um, because like, I'm happy to, um, you know, give oral sex, but like also reciprocating is cool. And like making a lady feel good is awesome. If you're like a respectable dude. Mm -hmm. Are you okay, Chris? Are you blushing right now? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm okay. ch I'm chilling. Okay. I'm chilling. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that you're feeling comfortable and okay. I'm and feeling I'm not, very comfortable, Kate. Um, Thank you for checking in. I feel like okay. this is part of the process that you're describing. It's a similar level of checking yes. in with your partner. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Absolutely. Like in all facets of life. Um. Like maybe a disclaimer at the beginning of the thing is like this is not safe work probably sort of episode i have a feeling this um, it might be it might be smart for us to just go this is going to be one of the more x-rated episodes we've had so that now you can feel permission neat. to you know go where you want without neat. shocking callers all right god okay um people are gonna listen to my previous episode and be like this is the same person <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay so we got this I dominant guy who i was <laughs> Okay. All right. So anyways, so I, I was going to meet him. Like we were going to have lunch together just to see if we vibed right at first. And then like, the middle, and, like I start my car to go and then my car didn't start. And I was like, Oh shit. So I called him and I said, Hey, my car's not starting. And you know, I don't, sure I don't really know anybody. So he came over to my house and he tried to drop my car and it turns out my battery was super coated. I had to get a new battery. So luckily I had a friend that lives here in town and, um, I went to her house because she's out of the country and I like borrowed her car. We're like best friends. So I had a key to her house 
I texted her. I was like, hey, I'm going to need your car because I have to go back to work. And it was no big deal. And then the next day, I was like, hey, thank you for helping me. I really appreciate it. Maybe we should, you know, reschedule and hang out again. And so I went to his house. And I went back to, he has a really, really nice house. And um, I went to his, like, back living room. Because he has a regular living. He has, like, a back living room that, like, doubled as watching movies and, like, him working out and stuff. And so, so I started using my hands on him, um, which is what he wanted initially. And then he started saying things like, why are you wearing your ring? Take your ring off. Why would you even wear your ring? And so I was like, okay. I felt really weird because he started giving me these demands, like, get on your knees. Like, take off your ring. Do this now. Slow down. Speed up. Now use your mouth. And so I followed his order. It's very bizarre because I felt like I could not say no. I definitely consented. But when I got there, I felt like I could not say no. So that was definitely a moment of, like, I feel like I'm being sexually assaulted right now. It was so bizarre because I've never been in a situation where somebody ordered me around like that and I said, oh, yeah, sure. So it was it was kind of jarring for me, and I, I talked to my therapist about it, and like, it brought me back to another time when I was sexually assaulted by, like, my boyfriend at the time, and like, that was a whole thing, but it was not great. And so I do what he asked, but, like, he never kissed me at all. Like, none of my clothes came off. I was purely a vessel for his pleasure, and it was disgusting. So afterwards, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. We went out to this front living room, and he's, like, watching some video of, like, like these buff dudes, like, talking about lifting, and and he's, like, do you think that guy's sexy? And I was, like, no, he's, like, kind of big, like, a lot. Not really cute. And, and then, like, trying to make small talk with me, and then I was acting weird because I was processing this thing that had just happened to me, and he's, like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? And and I didn't have an answer because I didn't know how to say it because this is the second time I had met this guy. I didn't know how I could approach the subject of I feel like I was violated just now because he, you know, we had talked about, you know, in the bedroom, this is how I, this is how he wanted to act. This is how he wanted me to act in, you know, my regular life. I could be who I wanted to be. And I was like, that sounds good. But with hindsight, that's kind of a red flag. Um... And so he was just kind of treating me like nothing huge had happened, and I was trying to process it. And then I finally started speaking up, and then he goes, oh, now you want to talk? And then I made this face like, whoa, what? And then he, like, mocked my face and did the same face to me and was making fun of me. And then I got really weird and closed off, and I said, okay, you know, I have to go. I have to go meet the Internet guy. And then he got mad at me for acting weird and like I don't know why you're so weird you wanted this you're the one that texted me and I was like dude it's just that you made me feel like an object and it didn't feel great and so he's like whatever and I said whatever so I I left and I shut the door and then I was like you know what wait you are not going to do this you're not going to let some man sit there and dictate to you how you feel so I went back in I rapped on the door and I said it's me and so he's what? And so I said, you're not going to talk to me that way. That's not okay. I was trying to explain you how I felt. And he interrupted me and he goes, you know what? No, we're not going to do this. I have to go to work. You have to go to work. I don't have time to play games. I'm, I'm an older man. I'm 38. You're not an older man. Like, 
get over yourself. Thank you so um, much for saying that. That's my you're age. Welcome. Thank you so much. Anyway, continue <laughs> the story. And he's like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for games. And I said, whatever. And I and I slammed the door and I and I shut it. Like, I'll talk to you later. I'm like, whatever. And for a split second, like my face did the thing your face does when you're gonna cry. And I was like, no, no face. And I like, he's like, he's not worth it. He's an asshole. He's got plenty of issues. If that's how he thinks that women should be treated, like in a sexual way, if that's and I don't want to kink shame anyone. And I don't want anyone to be like, if that's what you're into, that's good. But that's not the problem I have. The problem is afterwards when we talked about it, he was so shitty to me. Like he was not concerned at all on how I felt and how I dealt with it. And that's what makes him a shitty dude. Yeah. So um, sounds like I never a shitty call him dude. again. I... What? Sounds like a real shitty dude. Did you have, can I ask, yeah. did you have a safe word? Did you have a safe word during this experience? Oh, no, no. Nope. We never got that far. I should. I should have. That probably would have been something to discuss. But this is completely new to me, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll try it. Whatever. But I didn't do my research, I guess. Yeah. We did two episodes of The Chris Gethard Show on public access. One where we had a dominatrix Mm -hmm. uh, dominate me. Not sexually, but on the verge. And then another one where some sex educators... Um, a couple of people came in and show, I mean, this ties into some of my issues and, uh, some of my thoughts and feelings and, uh, whatnot, but I remember them. Everyone said, I said, so what's the most important thing to know before you guys start like dripping wax on me and hit, hitting me with, and they were like safe word. Like it's fun. And, uh-huh. and if you have a fantasy and you want to be fun, that's great. But before we get into any of that, like we're all people and we all like have regular lives and check our email and you like go to Starbucks and get a cup of tea. (laughs) And we're going to have a safe word where we can return to that life as soon as it gets weird at all. Yeah. And I thought that was really good advice. Yeah. Well, you live and you learn, right? It is. Absolutely. Now you live and you learn. I was not seriously harmed. Like I'm fine. I don't have any like emotional or psychological damage from that. Like I came out of it a more empowered woman. So I'm okay with it. That is you good. Know? That is good. And I, I'm sorry. And I feel I'm like sorry that I tried to educate him afterwards. I feel like that dude sucks. And I'm sorry you met him. Now, you had said you wanted to start with a bad experience, the cautionary tales, but it sounds mm-hmm. like you've also found some mm-hmm. positive. In the spirit of uh, oh, yeah. avoiding slut shaming or demonizing sex, mm-hmm. would you like to share one of the positive tales about why your sex exploration oh, yeah. has been important to you? Yeah. Um, like I met, I met several different men and, and I had sex with them. Pretty, pretty close to like when we met or when we interacted. Um, and some of them have been just sexual in nature, and some of them have blossomed into like relationships. And um, some of them have just been like one and done. Actually, I have a really quick story. So I'm a teacher. Um, and right around the time of the Parkland shooting, I had slept with this guy. And afterwards, he felt the need to make small talk. And he's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, actually, you know, I'm going to go to the March Trial Arms rally in my nearest city. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, you know, you know, the protests for basically like gun control in schools and everything. And um, like just like supporting, you know, this thing that happened, this, you know, this horrible thing that's happening in our country. And and, uh, oh, and since I'm a teacher, you know, I have strong issues about it, especially about uh, where guns should be and where they shouldn't be. And he goes on to school about 
oh, yeah, I think teachers don't have guns and you should be armed. And I was like, you know what? I am a teacher, right? And he goes, yeah. And then he was judging by the look on your face. You probably don't agree with me either. And I said, no. <laughs> and so I, you know, gave my reasons, you know, as soon as somebody in the classroom has a gun or anywhere has a gun, like the whole mood and the whole relationship, I think, with that person changes. And I don't feel safe leaving my phone on my desk or my purse in an open room. I am not going to feel safe leaving a gun in my desk or on my body. Like, what if the situation escalates and I have a kid who's emotionally disturbed and has gone through trauma, which everybody, every teacher experiences it. It is not just in, like, low-income areas. Like, we all experience trauma of different kinds, and kids cannot control their actions sometimes. I love that. I love that this is your answer to what's a positive sexual experience. Okay. I... It's not. Okay, I know. It's not a positive <laughs> I missed one, you. This is just like, like our first sorry. call when you drank a gallon and a half of coffee and called me up. I'm not as energized. No, I you're think. not. I think I'm a little more calm and collected. No, but you bounce from topic to topic in a very lovable way that I enjoy. I, I get what you're saying. And of that's cor- something that I do ever. I'm with yeah. you. I would imagine that um, teachers don't sign up to teach. They want to educate. They don't, need, no. they don't want to get in shootouts. Right. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, um, but he didn't treat me like, right, we had great sex, it was awesome, but I never called him again because I kind of schooled him on my education, uh, like, policies and my gun control policies, and I don't think he liked that. So he didn't call me again, and it's fine, I didn't call him either. But we had great sex. It was awkward, because, like, at some point we were switching positions, and I accidentally, like, kneed him or, like, kicked him in the dick a little bit. <laughs> so, I don't know. That wasn't super great. It was not super sexy, but my, uh... I've had sex with, like, <laughs> that's a place to stop for commercial I, break probably <laughs> you know what who am I to argue I guess we're taking an ad break first time ever that a caller has specifically requested the point at which the ads happen hey the ads are here uh, we got a lot of sponsors they got promo codes when you use those promo codes it helps the show so check out what they're offering it's free check out what they're offering if it's for you use the promo codes we'll be right back with more phone calls With Prime Video Channels, you can add and watch over 100 channels all on Amazon. No cable required, and you only pay for the channels you want. Create a TV lineup you love from premium and specialty channels like Showtime, Stars, HBO, CBS All Access, Noggin, PBS Kids, PBS Masterpiece, Acorn TV, and BritBox. Access tons of fall content like the latest season of Ballers on HBO, season nine of Shameless on Showtime, even live NFL on CBS All Access. All channels start with a free trial, so you can start a seven-day free trial of any channels you haven't tried yet. Watch your subscription through the Prime Video app on over 650 connected devices or online at Amazon.com. It's an incredible service. This is the vision of the future I think many of us have had for years of, man, why am I paying for every channel when there's just a handful of ones that I want? Finally, we have this service that lets you go out and customize your experience, pick the things you want, start binge watching all the things you're excited about, put it all in one place at one time. What a great service, a sensical thing that I think a lot of us have been waiting for for a long time. Only pay for the channels you want with Prime Video Channels. Start your free trials of over 100 channels by visiting tryprimechannels.com stories. That's tryprimechannels.com stories to start your free trials of over 100 channels with Prime Video Channels. 
Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and feel even better. And now, since adding 24 new sizes, Third Love offers the most options of any brand, a total of 70 sizes. You'll find your fit in 60 seconds online. You order, try it on at home with Third Love's Fit Finder Quiz. It's actually fun. It takes less than a minute. All right, my wife has done it. She enjoyed the process greatly. No more awkward fitting room experiences. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. From premium ultra soft smoothing fabrics to expert design features like straps that don't slip, the details make the difference. The labels are even tagless, so they're not itchy. I don't wear bras myself, but I can tell you tagless clothes with no itch are a true joy. I can only imagine that in bras, it is the same. And because Third Love guarantees a perfect fit, returns and exchanges are free and easy. I mentioned that my wife has done the Third Love experience. She really loved it. She loved the product. She thought the straps were very well detailed. She enjoyed the uh, the process of finding the right fit. And she just experienced that. Like they said, returns and exchanges. She had the fit. The little She said, maybe it could be a little more this way. They said, sure, no problem. Took the old one back, got her new one right away. That's great customer service. These guys aren't lying. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash beautiful now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash beautiful for 15% off today. Okay, it's time to return to our call. That's a place to stop for commercial break, probably. (laughs) So you kicked him in the dick. You kicked a guy in the dick. So tell me about this. How do you react when you kick a guy in the dick? Does he react in pain? He's like, it's fine. It didn't hurt. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like I wound up and like kicked him. It was like my leg was there and... I moved it, and his dick happened to be there. So incidental contact. And they collided. Great. It was, yeah. So a po- what's been the yeah. most positive um, experience you've had during this stretch of sexual exploration? Um, actually, like, recently, I um, I slept with this guy, and he was more my house, and he was really cool, and we got along politically, like, in his profile, he was like, I'm a liberal, I'm a feminist, and I was like, yes, right up my alley. And he came over, we talked for like two or three hours, and we had some drinks, and it was really fun. And then, like, I would have been totally okay with, like, that girl hanging out. And he said that, too. And then, um, and then, like, we went up to go to the bathroom or, like, refresh our drinks or something, and then, like, things got, like, and then we kissed, and then things got sexual from there, and then we just decided to have sex. Because we had talked about it beforehand, like, yeah, we would like to, but let's just hang out and see what happens. And it was, like really good and like also I've never had sex with somebody while <laughs> while I had my period and I was like one of the last days so it was really light and I told him I was like I'm not having much fun I don't have internet right now I have my period he's like no big deal and so we were like making out and, <clears throat> and I was performing oral on him and then like you know afterwards we were kind of like so now what and I was like do you want to have sex and he goes yeah um you know and he, like, asked me about my my period flow, and I was like, it's really light. It's normally light. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And so we did, and, like, it was the first time, and I was like, this is kind of cool of him. Like, 
the first time that he meets me to have period sex with me. I'm really cool. Um, <laughs> and then he left at like five in the morning because we just stayed up really late talking and then, you know, had glorious sex for a while. Um, it's just, I don't know. It was good. It was very like, I don't know how to describe it. You know, in it, you know, a good sexist. And then, yeah, um, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. I also know what well, really bad sex is, too. I've, I am, well, I'm yeah, pretty aware of the full like spectrum. You have to have those highs and lows to kind of realize. Oh, I've had some like highs and lows. Other... Oh, have I yeah. had some highs and lows in this apartment, for sure. Yeah, we all have. I mean, I kicked a dude in the dick, so I mean, like, <laughs> I get it. He probably, like, will tell this story to some other person, like, yeah, some girl kicked me in the dick once and it made me feel like an asshole because I thought teachers should be armed. And went on a went on a podcast and bragged about it um so that's nice i doubt he'll listen to your show yeah he doesn't Um, sound like our target demographic so i like that story so you met a guy who was very open-minded well and then then we met each other again Mm -hmm. and we hung out again and we stayed up like all night we had like sex off and on for like hours and hours and hours and did some new stuff that i had never done before and so that was cool because it took like a lot of trust um but i felt like What's that mean? More safe with him than I had with anybody. That's good. Um, butt stuff, mostly, so. What's the butt? Yeah. Did you say butt stuff? Yep. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. And, like, I had never done that before. <laughs> like, really? Mm-hmm. And, like, I was surprised at how easy it was for me. And, like, uh, um, like not hurtful. Like, it didn't hurt hardly at all. That's good. So, I like that you said hurtful and not painful. Because pain, physical pain is one thing. Painful. Hurtful is almost like it's intentionally inflicted to cause hurt. And I think both well, apply here. That's word. Well, that's nice. Yeah, oh, yeah sure. You got to really warm yeah. up to so, that, though, right? You got to really warm up. Uh, yeah, we warmed up to it, definitely. But... Yeah. <laughs> on my first album, I went on a big rant about how I'm very pro-eating butt. I don't know if that's a thing that the listeners of this podcast oh are going to enjoy knowing about me, but yes. I don't get the stigma surrounding that one. Why is it such a big deal to eat a yeah. butt? Who cares? It's not. It's really lovely. Like, I've done it to several men, and they like it. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I can tell when they want it, and I do it. And, like, the first time was scary, but I'm like, whatever, balls are worse. Like, and people are clean when they know it's going to happen. They prepare themselves. They're not like, you know, horrible people that way. Yeah. But they're not like, walking out of the fine. bathroom. So you're saying, yeah, you're, and it feels good to someone do it to you. Like I had several men do it to me, and they liked it. And I'm like, all right, go for it, dude. Yeah. But yeah. Sounds like, like, and then I think there's yeah. a little bit now. Some men have come out and said, "I will eat butt, but I will not have my butt eaten." And I will say, Yeah. Why not? Who cares? And now you're yeah, go- you're willing pocket. to go on record and say that you think balls are grosser than butt. It depends on the person, honestly. But fair, I've fair. Had some, yeah. You've had some what? Just like nasty ones where it's like, ugh. What makes it? <laughs> okay, listen. We got <laughs> half an hour left. Clearly, anyone who's offended by sexual talk of a frank nature has turned this off. So we might as well just say for the half hour, we're just going to go for broke. I'm just going to start asking this stuff. Is that okay? Nasty. <laughs> now, in your humble opinion, what makes balls nasty? If they smell and they're sweaty. Sweaty and balls. And they, they've been holding on to stank for a while. Yep. Yep. 
Stank balls. Yeah. Okay, Nobody so likes it. My friend, my friend has this anecdote where she made over and, um, you know, she was like going to go down on him and like he waffled his off or whatever. And he's like, sorry, I went to the gym after work and didn't shower. Ew. And I bring the story up to her and she's like, she gags. Like she's like, no, oh shit. Well, that's one thing I don't understand about guys. And I'm a guy and I've, uh, and I tell you, I've had my experiences. But one thing I don't understand mm-hmm. is we expect ladies to put so much work and effort in yes. and guys don't yes. feel bad like to things like, you know, like, uh, even, even I'll never forget. One of the things my wife said to me that made me just really love her so much. I remember there was, I might have mentioned this on the show. I don't know. I remember one time where, uh, we were leaving the house or something and we were running late and I was getting very antsy. I, I, I have no idea what it was, but I was nervous about being late. And I was like, hey, we really got to go. And she was putting on her makeup and she was brushing her hair. And I was like, we really got to go. And then she finally was like, hey, being a girl takes a long time. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, wow, I've never heard that before. And it makes so much sense. Oh we ask ladies, we ask ladies to do all this stuff that we don't have to do. And then we get impatient. And then we go to the gym. Yeah. You don't even slip into the bathroom and get out the washcloth and wipe down. You don't even get the baby wipes out. What are you thinking? It's another, you know where there's another double standard? If we're just getting frank about sexual talk, pubic hair maintenance. Pubic hair maintenance. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. Isn't it disgusting how some men are like, yeah, do you see them there? I prefer bald. I'm like, there's something developmentally wrong with you if you prefer. No pubic hair, woman. That is what a prepubescent teenager looks like, and you have some pairs that like thought that you need to work your shit out with your therapist if that's what you prefer. Well, look, out of my face. I'm not going to slut shame, you know, and that's up to a guy and a girl together, whoever or anybody, mm. any sexual match together. I don't want to say guy and girl. Anybody who's hooking up, that's up to you guys together. Are there issues there in some cases? I'm sure there are, but I will say I mean, preferences are preferences. Preferences are preferences, and I'm sure there's people who work these things out in a healthy, open way that don't necessitate uh, mental health professional study. No, that's okay. That's okay. Anti-slut shaming, as you said. That being said, there are some guys who want who are like, "Oh, it would be great if you did this," and then it's like a goddamn uh, a goddamn uh, forest down there, just a Mm -hmm. wild, sprawling Mm -hmm. forest of hair. Mm -hmm. It's a double standard. Oh yeah, but you know what? Some dudes like a lot of hair. Now you're getting excited and you're I'm covering your phone. I'm going to warn you. You got to, if you could, just watch out about covering the phone. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yes. Yeah, we got to watch these double standards um, with the pubic hair. If you want to clean it up, you yeah. clean it up. You clean it up. It's a two-way mm-hmm. street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I trim my pubes. Absolutely. I trim the pubes. You got to. Yeah. I use a, mus- uh, yeah. I use a mustache Absolutely. shaver. I've never had a mustache in my life, but I own a mustache shaver. It's for the pubes. Okay, well, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you use the same razor or clippers or whatever on your pubes that you do on your face? No, I have a dedicated mustache shaver okay. that is for pubes only. Okay. Okay. And I've never once had to okay. use a mustache uh, shaver for my mustache because I cannot. I'm 38 years old and I've never successfully grown full facial hair. Okay. This would okay. be a perfect Fair. time for a Harry's ad. Can we get Harry's? Can we get an ad team looking for a Harry shave kit ad right about here? Uh, great for the face and for the pubes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have a dedicated mustache shaver that I've never used on a mustache. Yeah. It's all for the pubes. And I tell you, it's tough. 
it's tough uh, getting into all those folds, getting that hair out. You want it to look neat and clean. It's tough. Yes. But mm. honestly, like in my experience, people don't care what it looks like or feels like. They just want to smash. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. But you got to think I mean, about I used things. to be so self-conscious. Like when I first started being sexually active in college, like I had a boyfriend and he made me feel self-conscious about my pubic hair. And he made me feel self-conscious about, like, when he wanted to go down on me. And I was like, don't do it, I'm afraid. But now I'm like, I literally will not sleep with a man if he doesn't love doing it. Like, I've been with men who don't do it. I've been with men who do it because they're being dutiful and don't like it. You can tell. I've been with a man who loves it and, like, asks me to do it. And I'm like, yes, I will sleep with you. Like, those are the ones that I will sleep with. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real uh, proving ground. Be a giving lover. Be a giving lover. Don't just take. Be a giving lover and an open and attentive lover. Being a giving lover can take on many forms. I feel like there's so many people right now screaming at their listening device because they don't want to hear my lovemaking advice. But I think giving, being a giving, because people don't think of me as a sexual being, I'm like a cartoon man who's sad and has glasses. That's what people want me to be, like a caricature. Well, think, Chris, I, you can be who you, whoever you want to be. If you're a sexual person, which clearly you are, I am like, a sexual that, person. Like, but my public persona, I don't think I don't think too many people listening to this po- podcast are listening because they view me as a sex ob- as a sexual being or a sexual you object. Know what? What's that? That sounds like a new show for you. <laughs> what is? What are we talking mm-hmm. here? What are we talking here? Me exploring my sexuality week by week on a podcast. Yeah. It would yeah. mostly just be. <laughs> sex, sex cast. Well, I tell you, in 2012, <laughs> that would have been a fascinating podcast. The first half of 2012, that would have been fascinating. But now it would mostly <laughs> be like, you know, long discussions of what me and my wife are watching on Netflix. And then, <laughs> and then how that occasionally dovetails into some fun times. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, who knows? That's okay. But, yeah, anyway. Um, okay, so I guess we can, my next, so I, I kind of want to talk about something else. Well, not something else, but kind of along the same lines, but I think what kind of caused me to, to go into this, like, sex exploration is, like, I, I met this guy, I had a relationship with him, he was recently divorced. Wait, I'm having a lot of trouble understanding me. you right now. Fuck. Okay. Are um, you eating chicken nuggets right now? Food. Is that part of this? No, I'm just... Have you been well, eating... Maybe, be honest with me. Have you eaten no, any I, chicken nuggets okay. during the course of this call? I have eaten zero chicken nuggets. I have eaten fries, though. You have eaten fries. So you're, like, telling me yeah. all about having period sex, and you're eating fries the whole time. Not the whole time. I think that's awesome. I think that's a great time to pause. Maybe you're in the mood for a snack. Maybe you want to eat some fries or some cold chicken nuggets. Who knows? We got advertisers. Check out what they're offering. Goods products, services. Use the promo codes if you're so inclined. It helps the show when you do. We'll be right back. For many of us, the day does not start until we get that morning energy boost. Talking about coffee, right? Now there's a new way to enjoy your daily cup of joe thanks to Cafe Monster. Available in vanilla, mocha, and salted caramel, Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories. Not to mention, with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, B vitamins, and coffee fruit extract, Cafe Monster 
offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. In fact, it's 100 fewer calories per bottle than the competition, but you'd never know that by tasting it. Instead, you get all the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house. You don't even have to wait in line. I tell you, I've had Cafe Monster. They have different flavors. They're not kidding. All of them are good. I've tried them each personally. It's really good stuff. Cafe Monster. Chill it down. Shake it up. Enjoy. Thanks again to everybody who sponsors Beautiful Anonymous. Now let's finish off the phone call. So you're like telling me all about having period sex and you're eating fries the whole time. Not the whole time. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. I'm not (laughs) judging it. I think that's awesome. I think that's hilarious and I'm proud of it. (laughs) Just call up, eat some fries. (laughs) Tell me about your liberated feminist sexual experiences. Lucky lucky I get to do this job. (laughs) Lucky I have this as a gig. They didn't think this would ever work, this phone call thing. And I proved them wrong. No. I'm, you know, like, when I first started listening to the show, it was, Maybe three, three years? Is that how long you had the show? Uh, I didn't start listening be. from the beginning. Two years? Three years? But, um... Something like that. I don't know. I think so. Who knows? I, it's I impossible to find like, out. I guess it's been... I, actually, I I've been told like it's been about three years. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told it's been about three years. Okay. Apparently, it was possible to find out. I think so. Okay. <laughs> there were between 15 and 20 episodes out already, and I, like had just kind of binged them all. And then I kept, kept up week to week after that. But, um, yeah, like it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting concept and the show has evolved a lot since the first episode. And it's, it's been interesting watching the transition and and seeing some of the different, um, characters that you have on and some of them I've enjoyed, some of them I haven't enjoyed, but like, uh, not that I didn't enjoy the show. It's just, you know, that wasn't my favorite phone yeah. call. Or, it is what know. it is. And it's about... I know that people didn't like my episode, and that's fine. It's okay. And people might not like this one. That's okay. That's but, okay. Um, that's I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, as a teacher, you're definitely, we have to be empathetic in our profession. And, oh, yeah, and you're a it's teacher. really nice to just be able to, to hear that on, a, on an adult level, mm-hmm. like hearing other people with what they have going on as adults and not just you know, teenagers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, adult contact is important. Is it is. For anybody. But anyway. Um, okay, so I kind of sidetracked myself there, but I kind of went on this, on this kind of track because I had met a guy, we had a relationship for like two months, and he was recently divorced, which sometimes seems to be my trend because I've, been with lots of men who have recently been divorced and what ends up happening is they just talk to me and vent to me about the stuff that they're going through because I'm such a compassionate empathetic person that it's just easy for them to talk to me about it and they're like you know I haven't told people this before I haven't told many people and they feel comfortable with me and they tell me and then I don't know then we have great sex and it's a good thing so but this guy I was with um we had a really good connection and he's a really, really good person, but he didn't believe it. And I always had to struggle and tell him like, you know, you have worth and all this. And his ex like completely damaged him and he had two kids and she was working all these jobs trying to keep up. And just basically he was like, yeah, I'm 
thought I was emotionally ready for this, but I'm not. But then he kept going back and forth and back and forth about it. Like, yes, I want to be with you. No, I don't. And then he like told me he loved me. And then the next week he was like, yeah, I can't do this. And this is really shitty. And I kept going back and I kept accepting him and, and not standing up for myself. And it was hurting me. And I finally was like, I can't do this. And so last time I talked to him, I texted him. I said, the next time I want to hear from you is when you have your stuff together a little bit more and maybe you don't have the resources for therapy, but I can recommend some books for you. But um, keep um, doing doing and not getting anything in return. Hello? Yeah, wait, you're breaking up a little bit. So you said you're going to lend him some books. He doesn't have the resources for therapy. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, I can't keep giving and giving and not getting anything in return. And you need to focus on yourself. So do me a favor and leave women alone and focus on yourself and get yourself better and get yourself feeling like you deserve love and you can get good things because you do. But he would always tell me that he didn't deserve anything. And that's why he didn't want to be with me because I'm having something he didn't deserve. And I was like, that's fucking garbage but okay but yeah. he was right in the end well i tell you i remember ladies once... you should always listen to the things that a man says because he's i mean if he's telling you something bad about himself it's probably true yeah <laughs> as a self-deprecating guy i feel like i know how to make talking about my faults charming and i, I remember running into trouble with that yeah there was i remember I, I was in a relationship that was uh often on for eight years mostly on and then when it was off I really explored. I had my version of what you're describing, the stretch where I was sleeping with mm-hmm. many people and figuring stuff out. And then the year after we finally broke up, it was it was a very, um, what would I say, a very uh, productive year as far as my sexual exploration went. And I remember there was one girl who yeah. I, I have such great regret, regret because she was, um, she was, uh, you know, younger than me, and I think a little a little less jaded than some other people I had dated. Be, and uh, I kept I kept being very self-deprecating, saying I, my head's still fucked up from that relationship. But I'm a funny guy and a comedian, and I was I was kind of being charming about it. And I look back and realize that that mm-hmm. wasn't the coolest thing because I I feel like I was being very honest, saying I'm really fucked up, and this is going to be a fling, and uh, I'm trying to be upfront about that. But also, you know, I think it started out with that, and I, I think she turned a corner where she's like, this would be really nice to actually go on some dates and. Not just have it be like you know booty calls or whatever, and uh, I remember realizing, oh, I thought I was clear, but from the perspective yeah. of someone who's an adult, nah, you were being funny about it. That takes well, away some of the seriousness. It wasn't totally fair. I've always felt bad about that. Well, sometimes I mean I've been in situations like that where yeah, we have defined like this is the nature of our relationship, but then. We inadvertently develop feelings for someone, and that happens. You need to pull that of someone else. So, I mean, you're very charming. I'm not surprised that she discovered she had feelings. Oh, wait, you're underwater again. You're covering the thing with your. You're fingering the hole again. You're fingering the hole again. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me better? I'm on speakerphone, and I'm just gonna like hold my phone like on the palm of my hand. So much better. I wish we'd been doing that the whole time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. That's what the I'm comments are going to be either. about. Kelly, because 
honestly, like, Sally turned this off, like, right when I said the word exploration. You think my mom made it more than seven minutes? If my mom is listening to this part 45 minutes in, mom, I find it, I'm going to be so ashamed. (laughs) Not that there's anything to be ashamed of, but you are my mom. We are Irish Catholic. Well, mm mm-hmm. And I, no, I would be embarrassed if my mom listened to this too. No, stop it. It's fine. My mom's a. My, I would. My mom's a very. Uh, it's funny. My mom's a. You know, from a different generation and is a little bit conservative. But you know, one thing I've learned from her: she doesn't judge. She has her opinions about how to live. She doesn't begrudge other people for how they live. She, well, yeah. And there's a. No, I'm. I wouldn't be ashamed if Sally listened. I would be ashamed if my mom listened, <laughs> because my mom has a certain set of expectations for me as a woman. Like, ask me when I'm going to have kids. When am I going to get married? I don't even know if I want to get married. I don't know if I believe in monogamy mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I asked my mom once how many people she slept with. She goes, two. Wow. Because she had, like, she had, like, my dad, and then she was married before. I was like, that's a bald-faced fly, and you know it. I was like, I'll tell you my number. And she goes, no, I don't want to know. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so... She's not going to listen. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think my mom turned this one off a while ago. I want to be clear. I would not be yeah. ashamed of my mom. My mom would not judge you for anything, but my mom would go, I don't know why you had to tell your stories, too. I don't know why you had to go telling oh, all those so stories of that. yours. That's because she's my Did mom. Did she call you Christopher? Because in my mind, she's like, Christopher. She does. She does call me Christopher, especially when she's upset with me. If I'm like... Make a fun of something, <laughs> or I go a little too hard. Christopher, Christopher. Oh my God, exactly what I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, yeah, really living up to the image in your mind of our relationship. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and most people in my life just call me Gethard. The only my, my wife calls me Chris, and my mom calls me Christopher. My dad calls me Chris mm-hmm. as well. Most people just call me Gethard. So when she gives me a Christopher. It really cuts right to the quick, you know? Oh, yeah. That yeah. makes total sense. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm really sorry your chicken um, nuggets must have gotten cold by now. I don't care. I'm like, I probably shouldn't have even gotten them because I'm not even that hungry. So, <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with them. Now, wait, did you Can teach today? Is, sc- is school back in session? Yes, it's the first day. So, I have a big break. <laughs> I'm in, the, I'm in the parking lot across the street from the school. So how many classes have you taught so far today? Two. I have one more. You have one more. So you taught two classes on the first day of school. You drove to McDonald's. You picked up some McNuggets. You called me. You told me about a series yeah. of, uh, of, of sexual experiences <laughs> you've had of varying intensity, what you've learned from being sexually liberated, and you're going to duck back in, teach more kids how to play the French horn. Pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Do you know the podcast? I want to make sure in the course of this episode that I give a shout out to two friends of mine. Have you ever listened to a podcast called Guys We Fucked? I have, yeah. Those yes, are I two have. friends of mine, Corinne, Christina, and I'm a big fan of that podcast. I appeared on that podcast, and that is the anti-slut shaming really? podcast. That's what, how they proclaim it. And they talk yeah. very openly about different men they've slept with and even interview men who they've slept with. And it's a... Great podcast that I think is yeah. very much in line with the oh. 
your attitude. Okay, Chris. So you were on that podcast. I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was. You hear? You learn a lot about me if you listen to that episode about my my. I my past. I haven't gotten that far. I I stopped listening after a little bit because I started listening from the beginning because I am a completist. Like someone recommends something to me, I go to the beginning. I can't skip around, but. I I will find your episode. I will listen to it. And I had to stop because it kind of felt like, especially at the beginning, it felt kind of objectifying to men. And I was like, I can't get on board with this right now. So I stopped. But I'm sure that it has progressed immensely with, like, because it's been on for a while. I'm sure it's progressed immensely with, like, the maturation of them as women. So I should give it another try. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, supporter of theirs. I went through a huge kick of listening to that podcast. Good. I still check in with it from time cool. to time. So we have ten minutes yeah, it was left. Interesting. We have ten minutes left, my old friend. Oh damn. So what else? Um, okay. Well, I have. Um, okay, so one time, the I'm just going to tell you stories of like dudes that I met in some of the opera experiences. So one time, this was New Year's Eve. I just I was in this new city, and all my friends were in their own like families, places, and I was alone in this place. And so I was texting with a guy, and he goes, hey, do you want to come over and, like, celebrate New Year's Eve? And I was like, sure, you sound really nice and innocent. That'll be fine. And he cooked me um, a steak dinner and, like, potatoes and carrots. It was beautiful, and it tasted really good. And so I get to his house, and I started talking to him and asking about his family, and he was from the area, but he said, I'm estranged from my family. I don't talk to them anymore because of my divorce. And I was like, oh, that's new. You didn't tell me you were divorced. And then he talked about his kid, and he, I said, well, that's new. You also didn't tell me you had a kid. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I was new to that, so I didn't really know what the protocol was. But then he proceeded to tell me the details of his divorce and why his family is estranged from him and how this his family had taken his ex's uh, side and everything. And you know, made him out to be this villain. And he just had a lot of anger, I could tell. I just let him talk and talk for like 10 minutes. And then afterwards, I was like, um, do you think maybe you should go to therapy for some of these issues that you have? And I just found myself like suggesting therapy to a man on a date. And I was like, this is probably not going to end well for both of us. Probably not going to see him again. And he goes, yeah. I didn't like it, though. I went to one. I didn't like it. And I was like, of course you didn't like it after one. Like, it sucks. I went to one therapy session. I love my therapist. But, like, it was shitty. I cried a lot. And I had a lot of things come up. And it didn't feel good. But it helps. And he's like, no, it's not for me. I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. So I left and didn't call him or text him again. And he didn't call me or text me again, which is whatever. Um, so that was interesting. I had, like, I had uh, this guy who I had seen who was in my city temporarily working as, like, a physician's assistant who I thought we were dating, and he was very charming and nice. He was 15 years older than me, and he was really good at um, being charming and very sexually experienced, and we liked a lot of the same thing. But there were lots of red flags, like, all these women would call him on his phone, and he's like, oh, it's someone you work with. And then one time I picked up what I thought was my phone, but it was his phone. And I looked at it and it was this girl who said, ha ha, Christine heard you snoring from across the house last night. I was like, that doesn't sound like something a work friend would say to you in a text message. So 
I confronted him and he lied. And then one time he was in the shower and I admit that I looked at his phone and I saw all these messages from girls that he was planning on meeting or sleeping with and doing things with them sexually that I asked him to do with me that he didn't do with me that I was kind of upset about. So I put his phone down I grabbed all my stuff and I left and I got out of there and I never looked back because I'm not about that. Did you ever speak again? So, no. He texted me and he said, hey, where did you go? And then texted me again. Why did you leave without saying goodbye? And then several hours later, question mark, and then nothing. You literally, you just disappeared. So, it's like, he, it's like you don't, ex- wow. And I, and I literally disappeared because I had found out maybe a week prior to that I was moving to a new city and I didn't tell him yet. <laughs> so he could, and he might think you're knew. dead. This man might be out there thinking uh, you yeah. are dead. I don't think he cares. I really don't think he cares. Oh, that sucks. That's not cool. I really don't. That's not cool. Well, here's the thing. I knew it wasn't going to work out because he had said some really horrible things about certain demographic groups. Like, he, okay, so he was renting a room from these men who were gay. And he was saying kind of horrible things about them. And he's like, yeah, they're going to hell. And I said, okay, um, why? And he goes, because they sin. And I said, well, you're sinning right now. Like, you have a bear in your hand. He goes, yeah, but I'm going to repent for it, and I'm going to mean it. They don't repent for it. They they like their lifestyle. They don't think it's bad. And I was like, you asshole. So I was, like, on my way out. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that would have been a deal breaker. That would have been a deal breaker for me. Someone started yep, it ju- was, judging I whole groups of society. Like- yeah. That's all. What a fuck. Yeah, it was, he was not a good guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, okay. This is a story that I, I'm going to tell, but it didn't happen to me. But um, this is a story about domestic abuse. How much time do we have left? Five minutes. Six, five minutes. Okay. So my friend was in a relationship with a guy for a year, and he apparently was emotionally abusive and manipulative to her which is quite common in relationships and a lot of people don't leave because they're like, oh, he's not physically abusive. It's okay. But I just want to say that it is abuse and it's lasting. I've been in a relationship like that and it's, it lasted like the effects of that lasted. So if that's happening, please don't stay in that. Like you can leave. It's okay. So she broke up with this guy because she figured out that he cheated on her. He basically got a DUI and had some girl in the car with him when she found out later. So she broke up with him, but then they kept texting and exchanging things because they lived together. And then she kept hanging out with him and um, eventually things got sexual again. And he like beat her up eventually. Like, and now she has a restraining order against him. And I don't want to give away too many details because it's not my story to tell, but it was not good at all. And she felt like, I don't know why, but he has his hold on me. And I'm like, don't do this. Please don't do this. And she did it anyway. And I'm glad she's okay. But like, there are so many warning signs that she saw where, you know, he would tell her things to do and make her feel guilty or gaslight her when she was feeling victimized and, and tell her like, you're being crazy. And it was horrible. So, I mean, I, I don't. I didn't think that story was going to be that short, but I don't want to tell all those details. But I don't know. I think my my goal right now is with interacting with men 
is to kind of help them realize that you can't be shitty to people and hopefully empower other women if they are in situations like that to to realize that they can get out and they should stand up for themselves because they have so much more worth than whatever dude they're with thinks. Like, this year of exploration has been helpful to me with my knowing of what I like sexually and figuring out myself, you know, as a more sexual person and not defining myself as a teacher and a, and a sexualist person, but also like it's done so many wonders for my self-esteem. Like I hang out naked all the time in front of other dudes and I never would have done that before. Or I know exactly, I feel better being by myself. I feel better being single and I'm, looking for a dude who's not garbage and if some dude comes along who's not garbage who makes me feel better being with him than being single then like yes I'm all for it but that has not happened yet and being single feels awesome but I know being in a relationship is awesome too but being in a good healthy one is where you should be you shouldn't be in a relationship where you feel obligated or you feel like shitty or you feel like someone's talking down to you or making you feel like you are submissive in any sort of way. Well, you know um, what it sounds like? You know what it I, sounds like? You're, one of the things yeah. I feel like I've learned from you is it feels like you're saying you got to trust your instincts. And that goes both ways, right? Oh, like yeah. positive instincts. Yes. If you have yes. something you want to try yes. and experiment with and it feels healthy, don't yeah. apologize for that instinct. But also if you have a guy who's being dominant and weird or a guy who's getting a lot of text messages from people and seems to be skeevy about yeah. it or like your friend's case where there's yep. emotional abuse, trust those instincts and feel yeah. empowered to get yeah. out as well. Trust yeah. the instincts. You know, there's there's a podcast I just listened to. It was Ken Harris waking up um, and I listened to the episode at the request of some other guy who's super woke and super cool. And um, so I picked this episode out, and it's called Living with Violence. And it was all about, you know, there's stuff about gun control, and, and there's a stuff about, there's a whole ex, uh, excerpt about about trusting your instincts and how, like, there's a lot of brain cells in your in your gut. And and we, need, we, do, we do a lot of thinking with our gut, but we don't always follow it, and we should, because there are small, tiny things, like the way someone's eyes jet towards something else, or the way... Um, you know, they case your apartment or something. If you have a visitor casing your apartment, like he talked about the cable guy being there or like, you know, the way that a guy always protects his phone or, you know, the way he looks at other people, you know, those, those things that we think are kind of, um, we got, I'm trying to we make generalities about it and we, and we say like, oh yeah, we like looking at some other girl, but I know he loves me or we make excuses for things a lot. But we need to trust our instincts. And, and I don't think that means like being defensive and being like, well, all men are garbage. Like you just prove to me why you deserve me. You know, we, we don't need to be that way. Like I think I'm still open person. I, I still think that I, I'm accepting of people and I, I still want to get to know men. I, I still love them. I know I'm not a man hater at seconds. all, but like I'm here to protect myself. Oh, 10 seconds. But what do you have to add? Caller, thank you so much for calling. It's good to talk to you again. I'm glad you're uh, enjoying your life, getting out there. I think it's fair to say to everybody as we exit to Go explore yourself, figure it out. Stay safe while you do, though, right? Stay safe. Take the proper precautions as far as, like, staying healthy. 
and also be wary of uh, some of the more manipulative people, such as the cautionary tales mentioned. Play safe, everybody. Thank you, caller. Thank you to John Delore back in the booth like the old days. Thank you to Harry Nelson screening the calls. Kinda. Kinda, Harry. Thank you to Shell Shag for the music. Thank you to Justin Linville for helping me out with my life. I'm always going out on the road doing live shows, comedy, podcast tapings. We're out there, chrisgeth.com. Check them out. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Really helps when you do. That's all for me. I think that's all the business. We'll see you next time. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. So just to be clear, you're currently on a Parisian subway with almost no battery on your phone? I guess I've got 30% something. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Great. Well, thank you so much. I just want to mention, in case it was not made clear to you, you might hear that um, this is one of our live shows. So there are, there's some people here. I know, London. Yes, look at that. And uh, you've got, oh, I'm in a lift because this is the only quiet place in the whole of Paris. So every so often I'm going to go up and down and some people are going to go up and down with me. Like there is a woman who just came in with our two kids right now in the lift. So this is where I am. Sounds like you're doing this phone call in a series of places where phones traditionally do not function. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.